I'm Martin SFP Bryant, and you're listening to Geek Out Weekly. Every Friday, Matt Navarra and I get together on Twitter Spaces to discuss the week's social media news based on what's in our weekly Geek Out social media newsletter, which also comes out every Friday. This week, we talked about Instagram helping creators make money, Joe Biden's more measured approach at probing TikTok than Trump's, but which could end up just as badly for the app, and Facebook's weird smartwatch. But first, Matt ran us through some of the most interesting new social media features he spotted this week. Let's join him. So Twitter is testing um, a couple of new tools for um, managing trolls. Um, One or two of these are sort of small, and the other one I've heard about before, but for some of you it might be new. Um, The the ability to change who can reply to your tweets after you've published. So they had this feature that was put out, I think it was last year, where you can say, only people that follow me can reply to this, or only people that have been mentioned can, or no one can. Well, if you do one of those tweets soon, um, you'll be able to um, go in and actually edit that. So if you actually think, well, actually, I want people to be able to talk about this stuff on my thread, you can switch the privacy settings. It's a bit like we have on Facebook, to be honest. So that's coming. And there's this Twitter safety mode or auto-blocking feature, which the only details that are there um, are those from the screenshots from Jane Wong, which show, um, I guess, some sort of auto-moderation. So if you have a, a period of loads of stuff attacking you on Twitter, you can switch it on and, uh, and it will sort of step in there for you. So it'll be interesting to see when they launch that, how effective is and how many people use it and also a raised hand emoji which seems logical to be added to spaces um, because it's got other emojis in there as i don't know if it might even been added to um, by now so um, we'll see um tiktok or scrubbing so you if you for those who are in tiktok and find those long videos and you kind of think i just want to get to the end of it um you should soon be able to scroll you know forwards and backwards like you do in most other apps with video in it um not everyone's got the scrubbing feature yet but it seems to be rolling out to some people um so that's useful and then uh, the other quick two things before we go into some of the bigger stories uh, Instagram put out a bit about its uh, algorithm and how it works what me- and how it measures what, what it's looking at to be able to serve you the right stuff at the right time I guess people like me are always looking at these thinking is there anything here that can be can be used and kind of helpful to get some more organic reach and and boost our posts but a lot of it seems like common sense to me and, and, and there's very little wiggle room for abuse but certainly there's things you can use it for to take advantage of and do more of to, to, to appeal to the algorithms uh, uh, how it measures things and shows content so that's in there and then this other one with um, Facebook distribution score so they're now going to show you this metric which tells you I think it's in multiples isn't it like four times or five times the normal amount for your content it will show you um, for the things you've posted uh, this is for pages I believe uh, um, how far it's um, sort of spreading across the um, Facebook platform versus your usual content or other similar content, I think. Um, I haven't seen it myself. I've only seen some screenshots. So um, a useful number to kind of gauge success on the platform, but um, I'm not sure how useful it is until I actually get access to it. Um, but other than that, that's the sort of main little things to start talking about. Um, let's dig into some of the other fun stuff as well. There, there was a wedding. Did you see this, Martin, about a wedding on Clubhouse? Yeah, certainly an interesting uh, use of Clubhouse, um, because surely part of the reason to take part in a wedding is the spectacle of seeing the people. So an audio-only wedding for most of the people (laughs) um, is an interesting idea. And obviously you'll get to hear the vows and all of that, but 
surely it changes the way they have to do the wedding because they have to suddenly um you may kiss the bride do they have to then kind of you or you may kiss or however you know they say it these days do you have to do a really loud kiss so everyone can hear um so uh, yeah producing a wedding wedding for audio is interesting but uh, but yeah uh, twenty six thousand guests tuned in on clubhouse for a wedding yeah, well, the thing is, people are tuning in for all sorts on that on the app, and I still maintain that I don't reopen up Clubhouse that much. I opened it again once this week just to have a little check and see what was going on in there, and again, it presented me with two or three rooms as the top uh, Clubhouse rooms to go to that were in a foreign language. I didn't even know what the title of the room was because it was in a different language. I think it was in um, Arabic, I think. And so I, God knows what's going on with the recommendation engine there, but it's not working for me, so I don't go back in there. A um, couple of stories uh, in the In Case You Missed It section of the newsletter. Um, I won't go into details about them because it's worth having a little read, but one's um, about why you shouldn't show how wealthy you are on social media. And, you know, the, there's some obvious ones around kind of if you tag that you're in the south of France and you've got a mansion and you've got all your jewellery there, then you're just <laughs> sending, a, sending a radar sort of alert out for people to just come down and rob you. But there are some other ones which are quite uh, useful uh, bits to understand why you shouldn't do it uh, beyond uh, uh, the obvious ones. And then related to that, there's also a, an article that was in, I, can't, I don't know if I've got it up in front of me, but um, it was around learning um, how hackers can use your social media profiles to piece together parts of your life and then use that to sort of uh, dupe you into to releasing more information about yourself or, or basically taking advantage of it to fish for more stuff and hack, get into your accounts or, or other sorts of abuse. So um, worth it. Yeah, really- without, without being paranoid, you've got to be so careful about things like that. Um, you know, you obviously got, got to assume that most of the time uh, a hacker is unlikely to be interested in you as an individual um they're more likely to be interested in somebody who's uh you know a celebrity or something uh, rather than just random person uh using social media but at the same time you've got to be aware of what you're putting out there and how that person who seems to know quite a lot about you might know that um that might not be the reason they say uh so yeah uh, something to be aware of if maybe not um terrified of yeah, I'm surprised that I haven't had any of my account- accounts ever hacked. I don't think in the entirety of being on social media I've had anything like that happen. You know, I get the usual spam emails and things that you think, is that real? Is that legit? When I you know, have messages on Messenger and it's like someone is from a friend and it says, you're in this video. And I'm like, straight away, I'm like, this is what someone's account's <laughs> been hacked here. But, um, but yeah, worth reading those ones. Um, Twitter's t- um, testing audio messages in Twitter t- in DMs. Now, this isn't super new to me in the sense that I'd seen some screenshots of this or were of it early either early this year or end of last year but someone um, actually sent me one not not screenshot they actually sent me an audio um, dm um which as anyone who knows me knows i love audio messages <laughs> it's so much easier i'm so lazy so that looks like it's been tested and the people that messaged me about it there's three different people and they were all from india so it well could well be that that's the kind of uh, geographic location that that feature is being tested in um and then also someone alerted me to the fact that this might have been around a little while but i didn't see it existed um, that twitter's added a dedicated social media topic for the topic sections that you can follow different topics so it shows you surfaces those tweets uh it's only really um, a list of about at the moment 22 24 uh twitter accounts um that are related to social media like instagram comms and facebook's 
ones and all the other ones. So, um, but it, I think beyond it just being a list, of course, it algorithmically will sort of surface these things in different places as well if you're following that topic. So worthwhile if you're into social media. Um, so let's dig into the main stories that we talked about in the newsletter this week. And the first one being about Instagram. Um, and it's talked, uh, they've announced it officially now the affiliate program that they um, have got set up um, and also some other features to do with uh, pinning your shop on, on your profile so people can see it more clearly and get access to it and new rewards for live streaming to encourage people to stream more to do with stars so you can kind of get rewards for the more time that you've done live streams and uh, and, and other things that basically incentivize you to use the platforms a bit more but it, a lot of this comes off the back of creator week which instagram put on uh, this week around the world and it was i think they invited they, they said something like five thousand creators or so around the world um i attended it um, the uk version of it but i didn't what i didn't realize when i was watching it was that this was just the pre-recorded stuff that's from the day before. And uh, so when I was saying it's like happening now, everyone was like, no, this has happened yesterday. You're just seeing it on a delay. But it was some useful <laughs> stuff in there. Um, what did you make of some of the features? Because this affiliate one, the first thing that comes to mind that someone mentioned to me is this issue or concern that you, is, is there a lack of control for the brands who could have all these people flogging their stuff because they put it up there as a as something you can pick from the affiliate merch store on Instagram where you can choose something you want to push out and then get you know get the affiliate income from but it seems like you cede a little bit of control over which people are talking about your brand and selling it and maybe some brands won't want certain types of people flogging yeah. their gear what do you think yeah well i think it's not going to be for every kind of brand i think every kind of brand is going to want it they're, they are going to be testing it soon with a small group of american influencers and beauty brands uh, just like a handful of beauty brands i think probably mainly to see how it goes uh, because uh, yeah you could get some of these issues popping up that uh, w would very much displease the brands uh, but uh, but for certain kinds of products i think uh, it should be absolutely fine you know uh, if you uh, if if it's a, a mainstream consumer product that uh, is all over supermarket shelves for example then it probably works better than if it's a, a really exclusive luxury product um which I, I think those kinds of products just simply wouldn't go for the affiliate model but for yeah for certain kinds of products um I, th I think it'd be fine. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's early days for this kind of model um, in terms of these social platforms. Um, seeing something from, similar from TikTok as well, but uh, but yeah, uh, I think it, it's it's something that's going to be a very exciting development um, in terms of monetization. Well, I think also this is we would talk a lot about like the this, the creators tools that are coming out, and there's this big battle going on, isn't there, for social for from the platforms to get as many of the best creators in as possible by giving them you know money or, or incentivizing them in some way or giving them tools to to monetize what they're doing. But there's also another thing that's you know been growing for some time and is also a battleground in social media for, for the platforms, which is shopping, of course, and e-commerce e or social commerce, whatever the mm. way we're going to describe it. And so all of the platforms are now kind of vying to kind of take their sort of share of that and be kind of the, the platform for brands to want to go to and, and I, you know inevitably i think most of the platforms will have a, 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 a their own version of this because like pinterest has you know launched a, a shopping list feature this week which is really useful and tiktok's experimenting with walmart and, and being able to link out on live streams to products um, and you go around and snapchat with all of its ar features it's kind of you know creating to help shops so you can 
visualize, try on clothes and see if it fits you without actually trying on the clothes to see if it fits you. So all of this is building into, you know, this is Instagram's kind of uh, bit of pushing as much forwards and getting out there with all the shopping features to, to yeah. get people using it. It's, it's, in, it's integra- integrated with Instagram checkout as well. So it, it's kind of bringing those two uh, elements of creators and shopping together. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the other things that was in in this area that we were looking at this week as well was that Facebook is now going to show the payout summaries for mm-hmm. creators and, and about how much Apple or Google have taken as a cut from the final sum that you know the creators are getting. Which there, there's two, there's several bits to this. You know, the first one that comes to mind is well, this is just adding more pressure and and spotlighting uh, what it is that uh, I guess most people. No, I don't think most people. I think uh, there is a lot of people will see it as being really. Un- fair and unreasonable that um, apple or google take so much i think there's another group of people that will see it well actually they provide an infrastructure a a platform they all the resources that help you know enable us to do a lot of this stuff it's right that apple and google should be paid it was a question over the percentages but but yeah you know this is more pr move than than maybe a tool for individuals to really care about or am i missing something well, I think it's absolutely fair uh, in terms of disclosure that um, they they reveal how much um, Apple or Google is taking, um, and, and yeah, it does set this conversation um, forward, brings this conversation forward, and we've been talking about this for a few weeks now about uh, whether it's right that uh, Facebook or, or sorry that Google or uh, Apple takes thirty percent. There's thirty percent from a massive uh, developer for um, a huge app. You could argue maybe there's there's something in that for you know in-app purchases. Or whatever but for a creator that's um piggybacking off a platform which is piggybacking off uh, the mobile app uh, it feels like when these um 30 cuts were first created for app store platforms that maybe that kind of situation wasn't considered uh, which is understandable and really um who's going to move first is it going to be facebook or apple i think i think one of them should uh, it was a bit of a uh, publicity stunt maybe but um another platform called uh, Fanhouse has started a campaign to push uh, apple and google to reduce their cuts as well so it feels like there's a bit of a movement now starting saying come on you know it, it's ridiculous and so on one one side it, it you can be a bit suspicious of facebook uh, taking this approach just because well they're not taking any cut at first but when they do take a cut they're they might want some room to increase that cut over time. And if they're really limited in how much they can increase it because um, Apple and Google are taking so much, then uh, you know that, that's a problem for them. So if uh, Apple and Google reduce their cut, that gives more room for people like Facebook or Twitter to increase their cut over time. Absolutely. And um, in, in relation to the Creator Week stuff that we were just talking about that Instagram's put on, um, their chief, um, Adam Mosery's um, out, uh, did a, well, not put out, he did a Q&A, a live Q&A, um, talking about some of the most commonly asked questions or misconceptions or myths or whatever uh, about the platform, which ties in with them releasing a bit more information about the algorithm as well this week. Um, and one of the things that was you know quite interesting, but probably not that surprising, because I think we've heard him say it before, that they recognise that TikTok is somewhat ahead of the game in some areas versus themselves at Instagram in terms of entertainment value and, and sort of surfacing, you know, and, and building up great new creators and supporting them and stuff. So they they kind of made that little bit of an admission. Uh, they also talked about some stuff to do with uh, verification and a whole bunch of other stuff. So there's a link somewhere further down in the, the newsletter where, where it links to the all the stuff that uh, he said in that uh, Q&A. So for those that are interested, go and have a look for that and you'll, you'll find it as well. Um, 
Let's move on to favourite topic, Trump. We like, we like, don't mind a little bit of Trump every now and then. It's always, it's much, for me, it's just like watching a soap opera rather than actually being news, and, and it doesn't ever change. Um, but there, there's news in terms of TikTok. So that everyone will remember that not so long ago when there was a President Trump, um, that he was very keen to ban TikTok. And there was lots of discussion for months around, you know, when it was going to happen and how it was going to happen. And an executive order was put out there uh, and just all sorts of kind of crazy stuff because China's um, influence over American tech and are they taking information and feeding it back from American users into into the Chinese uh, government and things. Um, well, that's changed this week because there's been an update from um, the sort of Biden administration, hasn't there, Martin? Yeah, so uh, they're going to take a bit more of a measured approach than, um, the, than Trump. Trump was very bombastic. It's like, ban TikTok, uh, ban WeChat, and it was all very dramatic and scary, really. You know, there was a few weeks uh, kind of in uh, uh, kind of September time last year where it was quite nerve-wracking, really, to see what would happen, because this would have been such a huge change, and there was lots of debates about how it would even work, and it, it didn't seem fully thought through. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, the, as you might expect from uh, Joe Biden's personality versus Donald Trump's personality, uh, this is a more measured approach, but it could end up just as bad, potentially, for TikTok, um, in a worst-case scenario. Um, uh, officials uh, have talked about an evidence-based analysis of uh, transactions involving apps that are manufactured or supplied or controlled by China, um, looking at um, the use of Americans' personal data um, uh, and uh, how that might be you know, fed back to uh, the Chinese military or intelligence or government, that kind of thing. Um, so uh, this could still be a problem for TikTok, but at the same time, as of yet, unless someone's hiding something, I have not seen any evidence that TikTok is giving any data about Americans or anyone from anywhere else in the world uh, to Chinese authorities. Uh, so we will have to see what comes out of this. But unless they find some hidden smoking gun somewhere, uh, it should in theory be okay if they get the kind of uh, um, anti-Chinese kind of impulses out of it and actually look at the evidence rather than, oh, scary, this this uh, this other power coming to threaten America's place in the world, uh, which is a lot of the anti-Chinese sentiment in, in political circles in America is over this idea of China kind of becoming the dominant power in the world. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to see. But um, it, in theory, there is a potential problem for TikTok down the line, uh, but a potential problem. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
And uh, there was also a bit of news, wasn't there, this week that I noticed that in in a time six months ago when he was president, um, this would have been everywhere. But now I think they almost don't want to write about it just because they don't want <laughs> it to be in the news. There was a story about the fact that Trump had put out a bit of news saying that uh, if he was still in power, I think he said he was going to he would have banned Facebook. But um, the fact was that uh, Zuckerberg kept on calling him and telling him how great he was, or or, or something along those, or how great Facebook was. So how much you believe that actually? happened in that who knows it's hard to when tell he's, yeah when he's in power it's the um, the words of the elected um leader of the country and you think well we've got to listen to it even if you know we've got to pay some attention to it even if it sounds a bit far-fetched and now it's just the ramblings of this guy hanging out in florida i was just so, going to say yeah. it's the ramblings <laughs> of a madman but i don't know if that would be fair to say well that's too far but anyway um yeah we've had he's um, seeming seems to be stepping up his efforts now finding new ways to get in and i get his message out there. And I think that is probably quite a decent one for him to try, which is basically say some more controversial things and then throw them out there in sort of a press release. And you know, maybe they'll stick and someone will pick it up if it's, if it's exciting enough. Because at the moment, his blog thing that he's been trying and all the other stuff hasn't really done anything. So, um, but yes, uh, let's uh, move on from Trump because I think we've probably exhausted that topic <laughs> today. Um, are you going to buy a Facebook smartwatch if they bring one out? Uh, probably not, just because, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'm still rocking my 2015 Series Zero uh, Apple Watch. I keep <laughs> thinking I should really update it, but it does what I need to. It, it's got notifications, and it tracks my movement, and that's fine. Uh, I don't have any of the new fancier features that uh, have come in since, I think, WatchOS 3 is what this is still running. So it's quite behind the times, but it does what I need it to do. Um, so I'll look on with interest. So this is a, an interesting device and um uh, so it's, it's got two cameras on it uh, one on the front for video calls which you can kind of make sense it actually sounds quite cool like doing a little video call on your watch um, and they can see you on this little camera that works well um, it's apparently got a camera on the back as well with the idea that you'll take your watch off your wrist and use it as a, a as a camera um i don't know how many people will do that and there must be some kind of lens cover or something because otherwise it'd get very sweaty and grimy wouldn't it uh, rubbing against your wrist all day yeah 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 Yeah, but um yeah but yeah interesting idea uh, the verge says it's coming out next summer um uh, andrew bosworth uh, responded to the verge's piece by saying that uh, by indicating anyway that it's maybe a bit more of a an experimental kind of in the labs type product that they might not release but just something they're playing around with so talk a little bit about kind of what the strategy is here and what, why would Facebook be um, building, making, wanting to put out there a watch beyond, you know, it's another way to make some money and things, which may not be, and I, I suspect is not what the goal is here because Facebook often with things like this, is there's a bigger game to, you know, being done, just reduce the price to nothing or, or very cheap. And then it's more about whether it's data or getting people staying on the platform or doing other things. And so I think in terms of the smartwatch, there's a couple of bits here around the idea that, they don't have they don't have so much control at the moment over this, where their products are shown and displayed in the sense that it's on Apple or on iOS or it's on Google and they don't own the kind of the operating system and so by doing something like this this could help that but I do think there was something in there saying this would be a custom version of an Android operating system for this particular product but there's also the bit like uh, about needing to kind of have things that feed into what this AR VR world might look like when it's you know a bigger deal and it's more established and more mainstream and so having 
a device on on a, on someone's wrist that could help feed in more signals about maybe you know their emotions because they've got tech they're working on that detects kind of um, electrical neurons that are going on in your body to sort of feed data into Oculus so maybe it can give you a more uh, engaging enriching uh, experience when you're using VR um, and a whole host of other things that the 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 watch will bring to the experience of using AR and VR. So there's more to it than just simply sticking a watch on people's wrists because it can make some money, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and certainly the idea of um, uh, integrating with other parts of the Facebook universe, uh, whether it, that is for kind of AR, VR, entertainment, you know, uh, through Oculus games and things, or whether it is more for kind of data collection, which uh, which I think a lot of people will find very sinister. But, uh, you know, any time you mention Facebook collecting data, it's immediately seen as sinister. And I think you have to... Um, consider facebook all at all times as primarily an advertising company just as you do the same yeah and we were google really yeah and we were talking about this in, in dms me and you this week before you know when we we're talking about apple and what they're doing we was and I, I think we both were sort of saying how um that you know this issue of trust that we've come up again and again with facebook and, and, and do people trust them and will they and is that going to really restrict them or, or be a big blocker or trouble for them in terms of competing with apple when it comes to you know who who's going to dominate any vr ar space world that we end up going into if that's where tech is going um but you know you rightly raised the point that you know a lot of people said that about portal and that portal was a ridiculous device no one would ever use it it wasn't they and i was one of the people who was very doubtful of how much people would be receptive to it and then they got i don't know whether you could call it they got lucky or the product's great because i actually have a portal now which and i and it is a good product but because of the pandemic and, and everyone being in lockdown it was a real opportune moment for them wasn't it to have a device that's geared mm-hmm. around communicating with people distant and afar through uh, a facebook device and and it sold from what we know i don't think there's been many figures banded about but i'm pretty sure it's done much better than they thought and it's sold loads of them and so you know that's putting a camera and a mic and everything else in people's homes and they kind of had some success there so maybe people do have these concerns and fears and don't trust facebook but actually they don't care that much that they would stop them from buying a product that it serves them well and, and gives them some value in their in their day-to-day lives so yeah what yeah. do you think we, we have to we have to bear in mind that the portal was discounted uh, before christmas uh, so they were heavily advertising on television uh, certainly in the uk they were heavily advertising on television and offering it at a, at a discount until very close to christmas so uh, that probably helped um, but um, but yeah, it, it's clearly a product that struck uh, struck a chord with with some people, and it's uh, you know it's a useful thing for but you know grandparents, for example, to have to very easily talk to younger family members and things, and uh, so it, it's found a place in the world. Uh, and uh, you know, if you use Facebook Messenger, uh, I don't see why Portal is particularly more sinister than that. It's not like it's got a a camera that's watching your house constantly. Uh, it's got a little cover over the camera you can use if you want, and it's not going to be working when it's off anyway, and all that kind of thing. So uh, I think I think it's always uh, it always counts to be it always helps to be um, aware of Facebook's motivations, but um, demonizing them constantly as every last little tiny thing they do as being uh, in the main a sinister thing uh, isn't helpful really in any way shape or form even if your ultimate aim is to reduce facebook's power uh, demonizing them and create uh, and painting them as evil constantly uh, isn't going to achieve those aims uh, and before we move on to the next bit um, out, of, out of interest in the room um, the listening now uh, 
are you, would you buy a, either a portal and put it in the house if you haven't got one or a uh, watch from Facebook if they released it, given what we've just talked about? If you would, whack an emoji reaction in the, in the room now for the, as we're talking, and then it'd be interesting just to see how many of you here would actually uh, take one on and have it. At the moment, I'm watching the screen and there's not many people reacting, which is a sign that maybe people are still as suspicious of Facebook as they always were. But, um, but hey, I, I, I think I probably would, but then I'm, I'm an exception to the rule and in this sort of stuff because i just take all of it um so let's um let's we, we forgot the fact that there is another story in the, in the newsletter about trump so we quickly just talk about this one because it was right as we were doing this last week that the news broke about trump being banned from facebook uh, for two years uh, effective um, from uh, january the 7th and it also ends or coincides people think very conveniently ahead of the um, is it the midterm elections or whatever they have in the u.s um and so this was all off the back of a lot of uproar from the um, the uh, what's it called the outreach the board what's it called the Facebook board oh, oversights that's it the oversight board um, giving them Facebook some uh, strong recommendations for change and, and things it should do in terms of the fact that Trump is banned they they supported the ban but said there needed to be a definitive time frame and a way to sort of gauge what would constitute for someone like donald trump to be banned and how long for so they put out um the release um facebook did saying you know this is the actions they've taken i think they actually put in place most um, of the uh, recommendations from the board one of them they i think they, they rejected but there was a very specific reason for and if the others they're working on so by and large um i think the view is from the, the people i've spoken to is that maybe the oversight board is working and it's doing its job but i guess it depends on what side of the fence you are in terms of if you agree with what the oversight board's, re- board's recommendations were and what facebook did originally in it but but no- nonetheless you know he is banned he's off of the platform and someone asked me this week do I think that he would be um, be allowed back on on Twitter? And I, I can't see that, given that, that they've yeah. been very strong saying no. Uh, and I would be very surprised if he was allowed back on in two years' time. My my hunch will be is that it'll come around to those two years' time. They'll um, make a, a case. They'll have so much material to play from to say there's enough reason to say he's still a problem on the platform and we don't believe, you know, we should have him on the platform and it will roll on a bit longer. That's what I think will happen unless he suddenly turns a, a new leaf and, and is actually a, a upstanding citizen of the world. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, and Let's have a look at some of the other bits that are in the news for Facebook this week so in the section of the newsletter where we talk about Facebook stuff uh, particularly. Um, so this is a bit dry for most people but there's a uh, one of the um, execs from facebook who was in charge of ads the ads platform carolyn everson is leaving the platform um, leaving facebook to go on to a new role i don't think we know where um so, so lots of people are kind of making up their own uh sort of reasons for why they think she may have left and in terms of things but either way she's helped generate billions of dollars for the company so i'm sure she left and they were pretty happy with her performance but um but there we go um there was, yeah, in one of the bits we were looking at, Instagram Reels um, it's, um, rollout has been delayed in some countries because they're still having issues with music licensing, apparently, according to Adam Mosery, who was doing his Q&A. That was one of the questions that came up about Reels rollout and mu- music use. Um, so if you haven't got it in your country or if you heard that people haven't got it, then that's probably the reason why. Um, but I'm sure that, that eventually they'll cough up the money that maybe the uh, music companies want and uh, it will be on the platform soon enough. Um 
what else have we got here? Let's have a look. Let's move on to some Twitter news. So it's still rolling this story about Nigeria and the, the suspension of Twitter's operations. Um, this, the, I don't think huge amounts has gone on this week, but effectively it's still this uh, battle between Twitter and another country who wants to kind of limit and restrict what is said or not said and, on, on the platform. And I think there was a story this week about more sort of pushing from, from Russia again. So there hasn't been massive developments this week that, unless I'm missing something. Has it been, Martin? Um, I mean, yeah, well, there was the, the, the Nigerian story, which I think was breaking kind of last Friday. Yeah. Um, and uh, then uh, later on, there was the additional... So uh, Nigeria suspended Twitter's operations, uh, which could mean anything. Uh, but one thing apparently it does mean is that news broadcasters in the country are banned from using Twitter to share or gather news, <laughs> which is uh, pretty wild. Um, so essentially, uh, Nigeria uh, didn't like what um, Twitter did in terms of its treatment of uh, uh, the country's president. Um, they uh, they took action against uh, his account because of uh, things he posted. And uh, yeah, so this is the country um, striking back. And yeah, we've seen similar things in uh, other countries like Russia and India. Uh, and uh, just this week, uh, India warned Twitter to comply with new social media moderation rules or lose its legal liability protections in the country. So uh, yeah, um, uh, th- this really is one of those things uh, where, uh, where, where countries are going to keep pushing social media companies and social media companies are going to at some point have to decide how far they will go um, in kind of complying with the law or whether they pull out of the country or whatever Uh, because yeah uh, this is just going to keep happening. Yeah, it cut out there for me a bit, but I don't know if you said this, but yeah, there's some other bits as well this week in terms of um, India's been warned uh, again uh, about uh, following the rules in India to do with Mm. moderation or risk losing its legal liability protections. And then also Twitter kind of sort of trying to do a bit kind of sort of what they want, but not going so far by, you know, it's blocked four accounts to comply with some of the the requests of the government. So lots lots still going on there, but no real firm sort of signal um, which one going to kind of go first is it going to be the banning of the, these platforms around these countries or twitter's just going to say Do you know what stuff this this is not this is too far we don't agree with that and, not, and we're not going to comply and, and that's how it will be uh we'll see i guess in, in the next few months as it as it rattles on um I find this story really interesting, but I guess it makes sense, you know, with TikTok. So ByteDance, this was news, I think was out a few months ago, but it's now a bit more detail about it or it started. That ByteDance has launched what they call the Volcano Engine brand to offer its secrets to businesses, the headline in Reuters and a few other places. But effectively, and uh, ByteDance owner of TikTok is selling access to some of its algorithm technology to be used in other sort of uh, other apps i guess or other businesses other websites mm. to, to, to help them provide them with a ready-made very well produced algorithm that does various different things that surfing surfacing whatever it is this, the, the people that want to take on this algorithm to use it for this, their own purposes need it to do so um another another way for them to make a few more billion pounds i would imagine uh, i can't see facebook or anybody else ever sharing their their algorithms and uh, and selling it but maybe they'll see tiktok uh, and ByteDance doing it and think we're missing a trick here i'm not sure yeah well i think tiktok uh, has a certain level of um a, a kind of a glow around a halo around yes. a recommendation uh, system just because it is uh, it, 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 it learns from you very well and it's very satisfying in a way that you could argue other other algorithms are pretty uh, good at learning what you like as well but just because of the kind of content tiktok has uh, the results 
feel and the algorithm gives you a feeling uh, of, of general warmth i think generally because uh, of what you see often is uh, more of what you want and uh, so whether that translates to other uh, you know, I don't know, business con- business intelligence content recommendation for internal networks within uh, giant corporations and things. I don't know where they're selling it to, but that, that's one one example. It could be uh, whether whether that algorithm translates to there in a in uh, as, as satisfying a way remains to be seen. But I'm sure they'll make lots of money while people uh, figure out whether it does or not. Yeah, yeah, and uh, in other TikTok uh, news uh, in Bloomberg, I think it was today actually, there was some uh, information about uh, the price increases coming to TikTok's um, ads. Um, so if you're spending on TikTok, prices will rise, but it depends on what sort of business you are because one of the their, their top ad product, which is their first view, which basically is a takeover of the discovery page within the app, as far as I recall, um, it's two million pounds a day for that top spot. So you got dollars. Dollars, sorry, yes. Uh, so you'll be uh, having to be doing pretty well to be able to afford those kind of ads. One of the bigger kind of global companies will probably snap that up, I'm sure. Uh, also, there was some uh, TikTok sort of doing something with gaming. I haven't quite got my head around this because it was something someone shared with me last night, and I saw another tweet today which I've shared and put in the newsletter. But effectively, um, there's some, I think you get like a little carrot icon in the corner of, of a profile or something bizarre like that and then it, you tap on it and it takes you to sort of like a mini game that's uh, uh, related to farmville style games sort or of thing so uh keep watching out for that i think in the u.s that's been seen so maybe it's it seems to have like a, a charity element doesn't it something yes. about donating food or something that's like that. right yes yeah, so an american food kind of uh, yeah i think you're right um what else have we got in there that uh there's, there's a story in the yeah the mit tech reviews um uh, uh, uh publication about the tiktok change the shape of some users faces uh in what seems to be like a beauty filter that couldn't be switched off um this sounds bizarre i haven't actually found this i assume the filter would have been taken down or is not there anymore but um but yeah maybe it's bad enough when you put these things on your face and they make it ridiculous but if it's actually you don't realize it's doing it and then your face has been slightly altered that would be a bit concerning if you're doing a video so um yeah if you have a chance it's like to a tiktok that. version of the uh, the lawyer who couldn't get the um the animal face off uh <laughs> almost yeah. Yes, yes. And TikTok, of course, is um, one of the partners for the uh, UEFA Euro 2020 tournament, which is kicking off this weekend in uh, around my part of the woods in, in terms of UK and Europe. Um, so there's loads of stuff in the app um, and on their socials about uh, about Euros and uh, lots of kind of footballers and clubs that weren't already on TikTok now, uh, making sure they are to kind of leverage the moment that uh, it, it exists for, for this as well. Um, let's have a look at some of the other stories that are going on. Uh, what we got here? Yeah, there's also oh, Apple iOS 15 is out for those that are brave enough to install it. As I said earlier, I installed it within minutes of it being available as a fool, like I am. And uh, it's, it's actually got no, not many bugs in it. The only bug I've picked up on is when I sometimes am in a messaging app and I try and attach a photo to a message, it crashes the, whatever messaging app I'm in. It happens on multiple uh, apps. But beyond that, I haven't really seen any issues. The browser is... I can't make up my mind if it's genius, the new Safari browser on iOS, or it's really sucky because it's moved the, the bar at the top which is where you type in the address to the bottom so that it's more in reach of your thumb and it enables you to kind of flick between tabs more easier but because of the muscle memory that everyone's got of looking to tap the top of the screen to find that it's not there every time i'm going oh this is so annoying i can't it's not where i think it's going to be 
but there are lots of other features that they've brought some that they brought back some that they've added they've, there's so many i can't remember them all but you know the fact that you can now when you're trying to correct a, a, a typo or something in a piece of text that you can now long press on the text on the screen on your iphone and it will give you the finally the magnifying glasses back so it zooms in so you can more precisely place to cut copy paste is good uh, and there's a whole load of other ones i take it you haven't installed it martin have you no, I, I'm terrified of uh, it, <laughs> uh, it ruining, not necessarily the, the OS itself being buggy, but app compatibility. So an app that I rely on every day that I, I either like to use every day or rely on every day not working because it's not quite optimized for iOS 15. And so just for the peace of mind, uh, I'll read about it uh, and hear about it, and then I'll install it when it's when it's nice and stable and uh, it's officially released. Um, I used to um, download them early and write long reviews about them for the next web, but uh, but those days are gone, so uh, I just like a, a, a phone that works and is reliable. Uh, well, but uh, but well, it's, it, what, what's interesting, though, is that a lot of the new features are for the default apps, and I mean, you mentioned Safari there, and I know lots of people use Safari, but I use um, uh, Microsoft Edge on on mobile and uh, prefer that, to be honest. So, um, so uh, if you if you use third party apps, it doesn't feel like there's a lot in this that you're going to get out of. Uh, and a lot of the um, uh, the re one reason we're mentioning this is because of uh, a lot of the new features within iMessage are kind of replicating or challenging social media messaging apps uh, in terms of what they're offering and uh, kind of maybe saying, oh, is Apple taking on Facebook a bit here? Um, but in the UK, at least, obviously it's different in the US, but in the UK, iMessage isn't a really popular yeah, platform at all. You know, everyone uses WhatsApp. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, they certainly feel they can feel the pressure of needing to kind of get back into doing more with their messaging app and, and having more of a presence in terms of messaging. And, and there, there are lots of people, obviously, that you know, millions, millions, millions of people use iMessage. But you're right. I think I rarely dip into that. It's normally when I, iMessage comes up, it's a message from Home's delivery saying there's a parcel yeah. on its way or something, or, or my mum gets the wrong messaging app and sends me a text instead. But, but yeah, there, there are quite a lot of features in there. And I, when I told you, I installed it and then you said to me something like oh i haven't done it because i didn't want to get to friday when it's our twitter space and i couldn't use twitter spaces and i haven't got yeah. a spare phone i was like oh don't i didn't even think about that so <laughs> luckily it works fine so we're, we're all good but um let's uh, let's carry on while we've got uh, got it all working um some other quick stories before we go into kind of the weekend reads and some other bits uh what have we got here i'm just going through the other news uh what have we got reddit uh oh yeah so the dating apps not strictly social in its purest form but it's the dating apps are offering some of the features that you normally pay for such as super likes in uh, i think that's tinder isn't it and and super swipes and other apps they're giving you them for free if you um, to encourage people to get vaccinated against COVID is kind of an incentive. So if you're single and using the dating apps and, and you haven't done your vaccination, you, you know, you're in luck because they're going to give you a load of stuff for nothing. Um, uh, what else have we got here? Scroll down. A couple of apps that I stumbled across this week. Uh, one called Tweet Hunter, TweetHunter.io, I think it is. Uh, it's uh, a tool that enables, it uses um, AI, like every app seems to be AI powered these days. It's a kind of sexy word to put in your marketing language, isn't it? Um, but it gives you a nice way of searching for viral tweets. So you can put in a certain criteria, a topic, and some other bits, most of which you could do within the advanced search on Twitter, I would say. But there's some bits that are you can't. 
it's a paid for tool with a free trial, I should add. But for some people that need to search out things like this and are looking for this sort of content, this could be quite a powerful one. So Tweet Hunter. And another one which uh, is in the link is called uh, the uh, hot, it is the, the address is hot.trendpop dot social uh and it's uh it, algor- it looks at all the stuff that's going on on tiktok and gives you a chart of the real time or near real time or daily or whatever update of the most viral sounds or audio that's being used vi- users that are most being engaged with, with their content um and hashtags that are you know the most popular at that time globally i think it is there's a page that describes how it's calculating it uh, because obviously a lot of this information is only behind this some of it won't be able to be accessed through their api but they, they do describe how they look for it and how that data is pulled together. But it seems quite useful. Um, and then a, a little bit less useful, um, but somewhat fun. Um, a guy, I think he's based in Wales in the UK, actually. He's done a lot of silly apps and Chrome extensions. He's created a, a Chrome extension to those that are always in YouTube and having to wait until the skip ads button on YouTube. Well, he's, you put the Chrome extension on and it changes the skip ads to fuck off ads, basically. So those that are interested in that, then you can uh, uh, use that app to, to do that um lo- i'm not going to go through all of the quick hits today because we're a quarter to five in uk time um and there's loads of bits and pieces in there to do with some new features in app, um, ios's version of facebook ads manager um there's some stuff that's been worked on with instagram to do with camera search so this is, seems to be the in thing now isn't it like like uh, Google Lens, where you the camera just scan it around and it picks up on different things. Like I take a picture of a pair of shoes and then it can find you on Instagram. You know all those shoes that you're interested in. They're working on features like that uh, uh, on the platform. Um, and there's a f- lots of other things like messengers, QR codes, and, and links you can send out to people to get fr- non-friends, people you're not connected with on Facebook, to enable them to pay you some money if you need to sort of get money from them, someone transfer money. So uh, there's these new features for sharing links. So QR codes to, to get people to do that. But there's a whole load of other stuff in there. Um, I'm not going to go through all of those right now, but let's just jump down a little bit to the weekend reads. Um, so the main one we've got this week is uh, always a favorite of, of Geek Out, which is uh, Taylor Lorenz at New York Times has done a great piece on young creators are burning out and breaking down. Uh, and there's um, some great uh, qu- uh, quotes and, and conversations she's had with different creators who are you know, on these platforms, particularly TikTok. And the the pressure of creating content, the, the workload involved in being a successful and you know, profitable uh, self-employed business, really, isn't it, nowadays for a creator, uh, is taking its toll on, on, on people. And, uh, you know, it, it is some of my friends who do this for a living, um, you know, TikTok creators, and the amount of videos that they produce and pump out and then managing all the brand relationships and all that stuff. If you haven't reached a threshold where you can have a manager to do that or employer a virtual assistant or whatever um it is pretty pretty intense um but it's a really interesting read um so if you get a chance to do that that's that's one that's worth reading um and then the other one i'll pull out before i see what martin thought some of the other ones that are in there yeah there's a piece in vox actually um how snapchat became the forgotten social app um and you know snapchat seems to fly under the radar quite a lot in terms of news you know other than when they put their own press releases out or or there's a significant development in terms of the new fund of money they're giving out people or whatever it kind of sort of flies under the radar and, it, and and this article kind of suggests the fact that um it's the way that they 
uh, use the media to kind of get get their story out there, but also the accessibility and the visibility of certain types of content or certain things that go on inside the Snapchat app that are sort of less easy to spot. And uh, there's, there's loads in there about kind of Snapchats, um, why it's sort of the less talked about platform compared to maybe many years ago when it was there. And yeah, it's still doing phenomenally well, I think, you know, um, for certainly in terms of the demographic that's famously like most likely to be using it. I think I saw some figures, wasn't it, this week? Like, what was the number? A massive number, let's say, a percentage of people that were um, uh, in, a, in the younger age brackets up until like 25 years old, 18 to 25 or whatever, that are using it um, as, a, um, as a main app. Um, what what which of the reasons did you pick up on this week, Martin? I highlight a couple. Um, so Fast Company had a piece called Inside Photo Sharing App Dispo's Second Shot at being an Instagram killer. Uh, so obviously Dispo was quite a hot app earlier this year, and then they had the uh, controversy uh, around uh, David Dobrik, and uh, then it kind of just disappeared off the radar, didn't it? Uh, so uh, it's just looking at how they're trying to fight back and, uh, and, and, and try again. Um, uh, another interesting uh, shorter one, uh, is uh, from the New York Times. YouTube isn't the music villain anymore. Um, looking how, uh, looking at how uh, YouTube has become um, uh, an important part part of the uh, music industry to the point that uh, another thing mentioned in the newsletter today is that YouTube is uh, is set to overtake Spotify as the number one digital platform for payouts to the music industry. So uh, YouTube now a real force in music. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's loads of stuff in there worth uh, having a look at and having a read of. Um, and I think that brings us kind of down to the, to the end of it. Uh, just a couple of things I was going to mention about stuff that's going on um, for, for Geek Up next week. Um, so two things. We're finally getting to the point where we can talk about the new uh, Geek Out podcast um, that we did two seasons of it with loads of amazing guests. And we wanted to do another one for lots of reasons. It's, there's been a big gap, mostly because there's just lots of work on. Um, but now we've secured most of the guests we've got some really good ones and uh, i can tell you a bit more and then we'll do a bit more of a detail about it probably next week but we're going to do a, a weekly probably twitter space that will be recorded into a uh, podcast as well uh it will be a, an interview with a, a special guest or a discussion they'll come in and chat and talk about whatever it is that uh, is going on in the world of social and and what, you know if they're from the ex- a platform for example like facebook we'll talk about some of the things that they've been working on or or the, some of the controversies that we're seeing in the news and more um and and so we'll have some more to share on that uh, later next week. And then also, there's uh, we've had Geek Out newsletter. We've had the Tech Revolution newsletter, which Martin uh, writes uh, for those who are into tech. Um, but there's another third newsletter that we're going to launch next week. It's uh, it's not by me. And it's not by Martin, that's all I'll say, but it's under the Geek Out umbrella. Uh, I think it'll be really popular. I hope it will be. And, I th- and certainly um, there's lots of interest in it. And I think it's going to be perfect for the sorts of people that are into social media, social media managers, uh, et cetera. So uh, I'll hopefully be able to share a bit more about that maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Uh, it's going to be good. I really look forward to that. Um, other than that, I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, Martin, where are you heading off to now? More work or are you heading off the weekend? Uh, pretty much switching off for the weekend now. Uh, I'm I'm glad to say so uh, looking forward to that well i'm about to head into another hour-long webinar for hootsuite and talking about the future of social media to all the teams internally at hootsuite so that should be fun to chat to them guys as well so i'm going to get off and get that done uh have a lovely weekend everybody thanks for coming along and listening in and uh, we'll speak to you again same time same place next week bye-bye bye